And I'm Paul, and welcome to Real World Radio Europe, a show bringing together what's going on in the over 30 national member groups of Friends of the Earth Europe. We're the European section of the world's largest grassroots environmental and social justice network, Friends of the Earth International. Good news today. A big climate victory in Scotland against dirty energy. It's a ban on underground coal gasification, an obscure and particularly nasty form of fracking. We spoke to Mary Church, Friends of the Earth Scotland, to find out more. I'm Mary Church, and I work with Friends of the Earth Scotland. One of the key areas that we're working on is we're campaigning for a fossil-free Scotland. And a big part of our work on fossil-free Scotland has been fighting fracking. So fracking for shale gas, uh, coal bed methane, and also underground coal gasification, three new dirty energy technologies that are threatening uh, the communities and environment here in Scotland. And you've recently had a big campaign victory in that Scotland has now banned underground coal gasification. What is underground coal gasification and what would it have meant for Scotland? So underground coal gasification is an industrial process that involves setting coal seams alight deep beneath the ground and capturing the produced syngas at the surface. So the process is really very energy intensive and trials around the world have resulted in, in very serious pollution incidents. The climate change consequences of opening up previous previously inaccessible coal resources uh, with this UCG technology are simply enormous and allowing the industry to take root would have been completely out of step with Scotland's world-leading ambition to tackle uh, climate change. So, for example, Clough Natural Resources, a company who wanted to do underground coal gasification uh, in Scotland, if their, if their Concarden project had gone ahead, more than twice Scotland's annual carbon emissions would have been released into the atmosphere. Now, that's the emissions from just one pilot project in one license area. And there are a total of six license areas in the Forth and Solway Firths. So the areas that have been licensed for underground coal gasification in Scotland are in two very ecologically important Firth areas. So Firths are the Scottish name for, for coastal inlets. And plans to combine underground coal gasification with carbon capture and storage in, in, in these environments would have put these beautiful water environments and the very many communities who live around the coasts at great risk. And how has Friends of the Earth Scotland campaigned to get to the point where underground coal gasification has been banned? So we've worked closely with communities affected by uh, the UCG plans, as well as the broader anti-fracking movement here in Scotland to get this ban. We've been enormously helped by our friends in the international anti-fracking movement, so particularly Australia, the US and South Africa, learning from their experience and sharing key evidence. Uh, our struggle against unconventional fossil fuels started around five years ago, when shale gas fracking was making headlines internationally but the main unconventional fossil fuel threatening Scottish communities was actually coal bed methane, with the most advanced project in the UK planned for the old industrial heartland uh, around Falkirk. 
So two years ago, petrochemicals giant Ineos started buying up licenses to frack for shale gas in the very densely populated central belt of the country. And only last year, Clough Natural Resources announced their plans for UCG in the Firth of Forth. So by that time, a huge groundswell of opposition to fracking and unconventional fossil fuels more generally had arisen, with communities threatened directly by fracking, supported by a much wider movement. So fracking had become a really huge issue around the time of the independence referendum in 2014, and it basically hasn't, hasn't slowed down or stalled since. In January 2015, the Scottish government announced a moratorium on shale gas and coal bed methane. And following a summer of, of action and awareness raising, uh, the prospect of a massive demonstration that saw 2,000 people join hands across a bridge that's spanning the Firth of Forth, so one of these key areas where the underground coal gasification was planned for. The Scottish government actually announced a moratorium on underground coal gasification before that action even took place because they were so impressed by the strength of public feeling against it. So we've also worked really closely with FOI colleagues, particularly in Australia, South Africa and the US, to pull together evidence about the damaging impacts of underground coal gasification trials around the world, as well as its failure to operate commercially, despite plenty of government-funded subsidy and R&D. And basically, given how strong the evidence is against underground coal gasification, given what we saw in, in, in the outreach and the, the research that we did on this, we were not really seriously surprised when the Scottish government took the decision to actually ban underground coal gasification last week. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the context uh, and how this relates to fracking for shale gas and coal bed methane? Yeah, so we now have a ban on underground coal gasification, but shale gas fracking and coal bed methane remain under a temporary moratorium. So the Scottish Government have commissioned research into public health, climate change impacts, economic impacts and various other uh, research areas, and they'll be publishing their findings shortly, any minute now, in fact. They plan to launch a huge consultation over the winter months before making a decision on whether to allow fracking to go ahead or whether to ban it or something in between, uh, probably in springtime next year. So we're working again with communities and uh, NGO colleagues to turn the moratorium into a ban. But it's a much harder fight than underground coal gasification, in large part because the fracking lobby is so much stronger. Um, and the lure of the so-called US shale gas revolution is much harder for, for a government to resist, especially our government at a time when the North Sea oil and gas industry is in crisis and facing really serious uh, job losses and many, many jobs already been lost. So we really need to get huge numbers of people responding to the consultation to say no to fracking in Scotland. And our hope is that if we achieve the ban here in Scotland on strong grounds that includes, uh, you know, the irresponsibility of opening up new fossil fuel reserves in the context of the climate crisis, it will it will really help the fight against fracking well beyond our borders. And what else is next for the fossil free campaign in Scotland? Um, so the ban announced last week on UCG is the first time that the Scottish government has actually said no to a new source of fossil fuel. So we see this as a hugely important victory and a symbolic turning point, but it's still an uphill struggle. 
uh, we're continuing to campaign to move 1.7 billion of Scottish public pension funds out of fossil fuel investments and into community renewables, social housing and local transport schemes. Um, we're continuing to fight to help communities create and own their own renewable energy schemes and to fight climate emissions from uh, transport uh, through our air pollution campaign. We're also, um, we've already touched on this uh, in the last question, but we're also um, stepping up our work on just transition. So we want to work with unions and other key parties on how to ensure that workers and the communities dependent on dirty energy uh, and, and, and dirty energy dependent industries don't suffer from the transition uh, to a low carbon economy. Thanks for listening, and to keep up to date with our Networks campaigns, follow Friends of the Earth Europe on Facebook and Twitter, and visit our website at www.foeurope.org, and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. Follow radio stories from around the Friends of the Earth International Network at www.radiomundoreal.fm. Thanks to Pete the Temp for the music, and see you next time. Bye! This was Friends of the Earth Europe and Rio Radio.